Hey, I'm Gina. And I'm Tara. This podcast is a view into our lives as moms, social entrepreneurs, and best friends who hold nothing back. We talk about all the things our world has tried to keep silent. Things like our bodies. And all the stages and phases we go through. Entrepreneurship, parenting. And how it all intersects with life. Each podcast, we catch up with each other, and then we interview someone who pushes us to learn something new. On today's episode, we talk with Jenny Drew Garabedian, co-founder and CEO of All The Babies. Stay tuned. All right. So today we talked to Jenny Drew. Mm -hmm. And during that conversation, we talked a lot about some amazing companies. One that stood out to us, as always, is Business Class Mm -hmm. by Sophia Amoruso. Yeah. Uh, My girl. Your girl. Yeah. You introduced me to her. We went to the first girl boss rally. Mm -hmm. Um, You went to all the other ones after that. I did. Well, Um, actually, there was one I missed towards the end of her time there. Yeah. Okay. I missed one, but I do have like my picture posing with her (laughs) from all the other ones. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's a powerhouse and an inspiration to all us female entrepreneurs. I feel like business class was um, a really great space that like people who were serious about taking their business to the next level or really starting something new Mm -hmm. committed to it, which was great. Like the following that she has is really impressive in that way. Like it's a players. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've met some really cool people from business class that are doing some cool things that we're going to be interviewing on this podcast. Absolutely. So Jenny drew was there. Yeah, she was. And she stood out immediately to us. And I mean, Obviously, like there's that connection of working in the reproductive health space and her company uh, for a clothing line for parents and children. What a cool business model. I love it. I mean, I see great things with with all the babies. I really do. Um, Super smart. And her energy is like you can feel it. I can't wait to see her in person. I can't wait. And but like what I loved about her is that she put herself out there in the chat forum, which is really hard to do with certain things like these groups of folks online where you're trying to get to know each other. Um, you're really good at that. I think I struggle more with that. Like, um, I'm a little bit more shy when it comes to chatting. You know, (laughs) you've got to commit in spaces like that because I feel like you get what you give. Mm -hmm. If you're not active, then you're not actually taking in what it's meant to do. Right. It's like joining a mastermind and then like not saying anything exactly or a writing workshop Mm -hmm. and like not actually showing up when it's like your turn to share. Yeah, (laughs) I know it's no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm so much better in person with people like at a dinner table, like that's my opposite. Yeah. You love being, you're like so good at forming sentences online. But what I loved about business class is that there was that element of being online and chatting with people and networking but then the the internal work that you were doing with the videos and the binder and all of the the printable things that you journaled in and did the exercise with each module was like such an amazing experience to go through. I mean, we were really like kind of in it together and talking about it, but like having that to like lean on and go through on my own was just as helpful as networking online mm-hmm. um, and just getting inside an entrepreneur's brain and like seeing what helped them. Um, hearing about their experience is like the storytelling element is just a huge piece. Yeah. 
Jenny Drew is the co-founder and CEO of All the Babies, which she started with her mom, Elkin. She was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, and always had a heart for entrepreneurship. She got her bachelor's from USC in communication with a minor in media economics and entrepreneurship. Jenny Drew spent her freshman year in Paris, France, through a transfer program where she worked as a nanny. This is where the idea for All the Babies began. She worked several internships throughout college, all within the fashion and philanthropy world, including Mary Claire, The Giving Keys, Tom's, and then Sweet Green. After getting a full-time job offer, she realized her heart was pulling her to start something that combined fashion and philanthropy. She worked in retail for Glossier for a year to make ends meet while working to get her business off the ground. All the Babies was launched in 2019 with a mission to give back to babies in need. Now, they are offering matching adult cozies, and we can't wait to see what's to come. Jenny Drew, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm super stoked to chat with you both. I think that we, quote unquote, met on business class with Sophia Amoruso. Mm, That's how you found me. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. I've honestly, it's been so busy since starting. So Mm -hmm. I have to go back and actually finish some of the courses, but it's incredible. I love it. It's incredible. We love, we're big fans of Sophia Amoruso and um, I really enjoyed business class. I learned so much, even though I've had a business now for a while, it's like the perfect thing for someone starting out or someone like deep in their career. So absolutely forever grateful. And anything that starts out with a binder in the mail, I'm there. I'm (laughs) here for it. Fun fact, I actually interviewed with, right out of college, with Sophia Maruso for a role at Girlboss to be her executive assistant, made it to the final round, didn't end up getting it, which was all meant to be. And I just kind of stayed in touch with her, saw business class, and I was like, oh, yeah, Uh, sign me up. Perfect. Oh, I love that story. Full circle almost. Yeah. I want to... I, we have so many questions for you and we're so excited to talk to you today. Um, I have so much curiosity around running a business with your mom, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but I, to do like prepare for this podcast, I went back to your website and I love, love, love the dancing video on your homepage. It makes me so happy every time I see it. And I just wanted to ask like, what went behind that idea and creating that homepage? I love that you asked that. So we actually just recently revamped our website because Mm -hmm. we wanted to kind of create a cleaner user experience. You know, I don't really have any background in web design or anything. So luckily, my boyfriend's a product designer and helped. But a lot of honestly, what I'll talk through today and, and how my ideas come is in the shower. I sort of get this vision and this thought and I have to move with it. And I felt like you know, I had this really tough time because our business sort of popped off during COVID and I was so grateful. But at the same time, I felt really stuck that so many other small businesses were struggling. And I was like, why is why is this my moment? Like we just so happened to have matching adult sweats launch at this time. But like, you know, it just felt weird to almost connect the success of my business to something that was so dark in our world and just so Mm. like stagnant, right? We were stuck at home. We were like Mm -hmm. staying in our sweats all day. And I had this moment where I was like, what if we made our sweats about movement, about kind of like, you know, and I kind of get the chills thinking about that because Mm -hmm. I, I wanted us to just 
get up and feel like, oh, you can do anything in your sweats. What moves you? What what excites you? And my mom is actually an ex-professional ballerina. And <sighs> so I just had this thought of her dancing in our sweats. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I love this. I love yeah. in, in such an unprecedented uh, such an unprecedented year what feels better than coming together through movement and how do you move and and I'm not a good dancer for example but like I <laughs> kind of like move it, movement for anyone is a release right and what does that look like so that's kind of it was all meant to sort of spark this joy and to create something that is so cozy and bringing us together yeah. after something so gnarly that pulled us apart oh I love it oh I'm so that's like such a great um story and background and you nailed it. And like, Thank I you. really, every time I see it, it makes me so happy in that green color that the person's wearing. I was like, Oh my gosh, everything about this, the color, the dancing. <laughs> so Thank you. well done. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah, that. Of course. So let's like take it back to how, you know, you guys started and what inspired you to start a business with your mom? Like, that's just a, such an interesting story. So I have kind of, the long story is that I've been a nanny my whole life since before I should even have been allowed to be a nanny, right? Like I was babysitting <laughs> kids at 10 years old. I've always, we like that yeah, same. <laughs> I've always had an affinity towards kids and just their creativity and their innocence. And I went to study my freshman year in Paris and I was a nanny of these three French kids. And it was really special because I didn't speak a word of French and they didn't speak a world, word of English. Yet we came together in such a beautiful bond. And I just fell in love with the simplicity of their clothes, the quality of the fabrics. Like I just felt like the clothes told a story that the clothes in the U.S. didn't. And I say this all mm -hmm. the time, but like not to bash what anyone's doing or anyone's taste, but I don't love the whole, like, I pooped on mommy onesie. Like, I don't like, <laughs> I wanted to create these sort of European-inspired basics, these classics. And the idea kind of sparked in Paris just as a spark of, oh, babies outgrow their clothes so quickly in their mm -hmm. first years of life. How can I do something around that? Like, how can I do something? And I didn't quite know it yet. So I kind of just had that idea and then I went back to school at USC my sophomore year, and I was working at all these internships that really combined fashion and philanthropy. And growing up, my mom always taught me so much about giving back and doing good. And she did a lot of humanitarian projects. She walked across Swaziland to raise awareness for the AIDS pandemic. Mm -hmm. And those were things that I always wanted to do with her. But like I was injured from a soccer injury, so I couldn't do the walk. Like all these things got in the way. And she just always taught me how important this philanthropic component is. And I've always been obsessed with fashion. And so I was like, how can I combine these two worlds? I didn't really know. So I worked at Marie Claire. That was all fashion, right? Like there wasn't mm -hmm. really this give back component. I was like, this feels a little dog eat dog for me. Then I came back and I worked for the Giving Keys, which is a jewelry company, which employs yeah. those transitioning out of homelessness. And I was like, okay, I'm inspired. And then again, everything I started doing from there was kind of these companies with this philanthropic component. Then I was at Tom's, which obviously has the one for one model. And then Sweetgreen, which is creating such a great community around food and the sustainability mm -hmm. of food and just all these things. Right. And so I always look back at those moments as these guiding lessons of in the moment, you know, I was like doing social media and these things that I didn't really love that weren't necessarily feeding my soul 
But I look back now and I'm like, every single thing I did led me to this idea. So I was sitting at home one day because I was living with my parents while I was studying because they're I'm from L.A. And (laughs) my mom had made me breakfast. We were sitting outside and I was like, what what do we do? Like, how is there a give back? Babies outgrow their clothes so quickly. But like, what are we trying to sell here? What are we doing? And this is before I even knew I wanted her to be my co-founder. Right. And she runs inside, like sprints in in the kitchen. And she's like, I, I know, just I'll be right back. And she comes back outside with this like printer with her old ink cartridge from her printer and a little mailer. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, are you good? What's going on? And she was like, I got it. And she was like, every time I finish my print cartridge, I send it back to recycle it. And they send me a new one. And it's like this perfect, easy thing. What if it's all about once the babies outgrow the clothes, they send it back and then we can hand deliver it to babies in need. And so this idea was literally born from this little print cartridge. And from there, (laughs) I looked at her and I was like, we have to do this together. And the full 360 around that, that like makes it even more special for me. And the reason why I just had to have her by my side is because when she was pregnant with me, she started an all like sample made out of dead stock fabric clothing line with Mm -hmm. one of her best friends. And um, it just feels like a full 360 that that. we're now doing a baby clothing line together, which also gives back to babies in need. So it just that's kind of like the full spectrum long story. Sorry if that was too many words. But. No, oh my God. Perfect. <laughs> was- I love it. I love that. I love the ink cartridge thing because, like, I was just telling a sister of mine, I was like, do not get the ink one. Get Just get the other one. It's so much better. Like, because those little cartridges drive you nuts. It's insane. And just yeah. from that, the idea was born. And that's kind of where perfect. we just brainstormed so well together. So then we would have these fun little brainstorm meetings. We, we came up with where, grow, give in the car. You know, like it's just all these things that we just work so well off of each other. And, you know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was like 10. I would run up to my mom being like, I have an idea. I want to start the beauty bus. I want to start this thing. I want to do mm-hmm. this thing. And she always just supported me. And now we're able to do it together. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So for people who aren't familiar with your um, clothing line, can you share all of those things that you just mentioned, like the um, what happens once the clothing goes back? Where does it go? How did you figure out who you were going to give it to? Um, You also mentioned the the I don't I have it in front of me somewhere, but you just said it. The wear, grow, give or model. Yeah, the model. I want to hear more about that. Like, what are all the things? Absolutely. So, obviously, I we're still a super young company. So, I would say that the returns are very slow still, um, which is something that we're really problem solving. I think that what's hard to pinpoint is that moms, specifically new mothers, it's their firstborn. They maybe want to save their favorite little sweatsuit for their nextborn. They maybe want to hand it down to a friend all these little things come into play, right? So moving forward, Mm -hmm. before I even speak on the model, we do have a plan to create a subscription-based model so that you're literally getting like the ink cartridges, a new piece, sending back the old piece, a new piece, sending back the old piece. Oh, wow. So So that it's truly creating this cadence, this circular economy, all of these amazing things, sustainable, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, But right now we're super excited because, so where grow give? I'll start with that. 
where we want you to enjoy these cozies, make memories in them. And then as your baby grows out of them, because all babies do so quickly, you will send it back to us free of charge because each order comes with this little return card. And then we will then hand deliver it to a baby in need and you'll get a discount off your next purchase. So what that looks like, um, we just did our first holiday and we just give literally we created this survey of people who are in need specifically around covid um mm-hmm. because we launched september 2019 so we had a few give backs mm-hmm. that we'd already gotten back and then anytime we have something that's slightly dye damaged that we can't sell sometimes we do sell dye damage but that like has dye damage that we can't necessarily sell or maybe a little hole here or there like something that we just literally can't sell that we don't want to go to waste we donate all of those pieces as well so we gathered up everything we gathered up our old sizing because we updated our baby sizing and we created literally all these little care packages we gathered our community we got donations for diapers gift cards and we drove around LA doing these little (laughs) Christmas drop-offs and then we also shipped all of these things to people in need who parents had just had a baby and they were out of their job or Mm. you know just things that were super hard and um, we also are looking to partner with the Elizabeth House um, which also houses women of domestic abuse and children and we just feel like that's really aligned and so moving forward since that's just a local nonprofit Mm -hmm. we want to kind of support them through that originally we were thinking you know we were donating sales to baby to baby but these companies are so massive so we kind of wanted to bring it back down and find this Mm -hmm. happy medium around giving and that's why the COVID thing was so special to me because you're taking people who maybe could have afforded our clothes and then suddenly their whole world's crashed down and they're in this middle tier and I'm like I want to also give you something right like how can I create this beautiful balance of giving where people you know experiencing homelessness all these people are donating to goodwill there's an influx of that all of these things so I just wanted to almost create like a niche give back and Mm -hmm. so that's where that was born but obviously as we grow I see huge vision for it so think like Tom's one-for-one model we want to be mom to mom so from one mom to the next we want these clothes to live on that's beautiful so moving forward you know this the memories from this story are going to go to the memories to this baby who really needed that warm organic piece and you know right now just hand delivering them is all we can do and that's been even more special for my heart but as we Mm -hmm. grow we obviously want to be able to like think like I'm a big dreamer, you know, but I, I think that this is all doable. But think like little like post office things where you where you put your mailbox in. Like we want those all around mm-hmm. where you can literally yeah. drop it in and it'll go to babies in need. Um, but additionally, a big part of our component has now been because we do adult clothing. So every adult piece that you're purchasing, 1% of that is being donated to Every Mother Counts and the Black Mamas Matter Alliance. We are going to be donating that yearly. So our first big donation is happening in June. We're going to tally up Mm -hmm. everything. And that's also our way to then help, you know, moms in need, really specific and just do what we can as a small business. I think, you know, a lot of people think that we all these businesses have all these resources and we have so few resources, but with them, we want to make a difference, right? It's all about creating a community and making an impact. So that's what we're trying to do with our give back. And we see it becoming really big once we kind of launch the subscription component and do all of these things. But for now it's like baby give back, 
creating small steps that mm-hmm. we really yeah. think are going to create big change. That's right. And every relationship you make along the way too is going to propel you to bigger and bigger dreams. So totally. you're on track, girl. You're on track. <laughs> I hope. I hope. We've donated a lot so far, so I'm ready to just keep making it happen. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And I would love to hear, so, you know, I love that story of you and your, your mom coming up with this, like the vision of all the babies. How is it like working together? And what, like, what are some of the things that you do at the company? What are some of the things that your mom does? And how did you guys decide that? Yeah. So I get this question all the time, which I love (laughs) because the mother daughter dynamic is very complex. But I would say that we've actually created a really great balance because I'm actually fully hands on in the business. So I'm the one that's Mm -hmm. doing all things and wearing all the hats. And my mom, we actually call her the chief mama officer because she (laughs) she's not coming in every day. She's a little bit removed from the day to day. But she comes in and like she tells me this works. This doesn't work. I hear your vision, but this is how we should maybe execute. So she's truly like the mom overlooking the operation. And she's just kind of giving me that guidance in every decision we make. If I didn't have her, I would second guess everything. I feel like I wouldn't trust Mm -hmm. my gut the same. So it's actually we've that's just been a balance that works for us. And then we come together, I would say, monthly where we literally sit down and have like a full on brainstorm because she's one of the only people that like really get what I'm trying to say because I'm not great at putting it into words all the time because I see it so clearly (laughs) Mm -hmm. in my head and so she's like okay writing it down this is how we'll execute this is how we can make it happen and so she really just kind of keeps me grounded I would say because I go a million Mm -hmm. miles a minute all the time and she's the one that really creates the sound energy in the business that really that that mama effect. It, I think it's real. I know. And I was like, she's being a mama. Exactly. <laughs> and and I know, like you guys mentioned in your questions, that I'm not a mom yet. So having that even difference in ideas and mm. and knowing that helps every single thing that I do. Because I'm operating from a point of view that's like, okay, well, this is what I like. But maybe this isn't what a mom would like, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's really created a beautiful balance in our business, I would say. That's amazing. And I like that you guys can pull on both energies of like, you know, not having kids yet. And then also being a mother, because, you know, we both have been practicing for years and like started in the reproductive health space before we had kids. And I can say personally, like I had so much energy before I had kids and like our schedules were just so open and free and we could work. It doesn't feel like it in the moment. I'll say that. It doesn't feel like you feel tired. You feel overworked, all the things. And then you have kids and you're like, what was I thinking? Oh my gosh. My mental capacity is just (laughs) like, but you are more like you're a, a little bit more methodical and you're like, you can walk into a room and like kind of just discern things in a different way once you become a parent. And I just, it's interesting that you guys can like really balance both of those energies together. Yeah. And like, I would say I'm, I'm one that I wouldn't say trust too easily is the word, but this idea of like, if an I if somebody emails me about, oh, you need to do this paid social or whatever, you know how you get these emails all the time from businesses. I'm the one who wants to try all of them. Right. And my mom is like, okay, but like, maybe they just want your money, you know? And even (laughs) like, even having just that moment to take a breath and her to remind me to stay and rest and just 
keep with this flow. Oh, what you're what you're doing right now is working. Let's not try to think ahead because as you guys can already see, I'm always thinking ahead, which is good mm-hmm. and bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so she really just brings me back down to earth and I couldn't I really couldn't do it out do it without her. I love that. Is it are there I'm sure there are, but like when it, when does it become challenging? You know, when that as helpful as that is, I'm sure there are moments where it becomes harder. I think the hardest part is we are so similar and mm-hmm. you ideally almost want your co-founder, right, to bring in different ideas than you to maybe have like, for example, I'm really creative. Maybe you want your co-founder to have a financial component. We're just so creative and so in the same energy. So I would say if you take that together, sometimes that's where the difficulty comes because we can't always find the right strategy strategy maybe or the right mm-hmm. way to do this so we save more money and i i think that's where it actually affects things because i get upset that i'm like uh like we're mom <laughs> and daughter we have all the same ideas about this and that's kind of where i have to go out and find other guidance but in terms of like conflict i would say we've created such a good cadence around her respect in me just owning this and letting this almost be mm-hmm. mine parentheses like quote not parentheses <laughs> letting this be mine quote and and really respecting that and then I really respect that she's going to be there whenever I need something or when I'm really overwhelmed and things like that and that's just what kind of helps all the conflict ease but Yeah, I would say, luckily, knock on wood, we haven't had anything, but I would say the most, the hardest part is navigating through the fact that we don't have quite diverse opinions and actions and Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you have to, Tara and I, we've worked together for 16, 17 years now. That's a good partnership. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) Congrats. I, I know. We're There's very, no turning back. No, we're in it for life. <laughs> Your yes, mom and daughter and, at this point. Your sister, right? <laughs> we are. No, we basically are, and um, I'm, I'm. We're very proud of what we have, you know, built and established. And uh, but we've learned to fight over the years. You have to learn to fight, totally. you know, because it comes up. We're like, you know, just so close in all the ways, and it's just something that I think that yeah. you know people who build big you know, things and ideas together and put creativity into it and, and passion passion and, and you know, and personal stuff, like big feelings are going to happen. And that's something that, you know, for moms and daughters, you probably have already figured that out. I know I have a 12 year old at home right now who doesn't even want to like, look at me. So (laughs) this is major mom, daughter goals for me to like hear your story. (laughs) Trust me, 18-year-old me was way sassier than me now. Right, so right. luckily yeah. she had the patience to get through it. But yeah, I mean, I would say I I definitely can still get a little annoyed or sassy. Who who doesn't? Oh, we do too. You oh, know, yeah. it just happens. But at the end of the day, I know that we both have the same goal and we both want tr- truly mm-hmm. like the goal isn't even about success per se. It's about, like I mentioned with our give back, it's about making an impact. It's about cultivating a community for us. Like we Mm -hmm. care so deeply about it being bigger than clothes. And that's the story we're trying to tell. And that's the thing we're doing and impacting communities, creating communities. And like, that's where mom to mom comes. Mm -hmm. And then you have us and like, 
me not even being a mom and learning so much from these other moms. It's been so profound. And like, that's where we're trying to just keep the vision straight and know that we have this common goal, no matter what comes up, no matter the anger, no matter the conflict, Mm -hmm. no matter the failures, which have been so many already. And you just keep going for that goal. How can we do that? You know, absolutely. Keep learning. Keep staying curious. <laughs> keep so going important. through it. Yeah. And keep staying inspired. I think that's like mm-hmm. the hardest part when things get difficult. Mm-hmm. It's one of our core values. Absolutely. <laughs> so. I, I really like and I mean, again, going back to that homepage video, I can see that that you really you guys really do embody that philosophy. I have um, some curiosity around how you like I know the give back is like really the sustainable mission right of all the babies we were just talking with Miranda Bennett from Miranda Bennett Studios and like you know just hearing her process about how to make clothes in this new ethical sustainable way that's good for the earth like what else goes into that absolutely I would say that clothing thank god it's changing the industry it's getting more sustainable but Everybody still needs to be better. And I think that's what's Mm -hmm. hard. So we're doing our best. So what we do is we create everything in small batch production. So the idea is that we almost sell out of every batch so that we're not creating waste from those batches. And then let's say um, we get any dye damaged adult pieces, for example, and they're they're not quite sellable, like I mentioned with our give back, but they're still in perfect condition. We then go through a small artisan in Utah. We have her tie dye all of those pieces, give them a new life, and then we sell them. Additionally, mm-hmm. we'd use all low impact dyes, which is just going to be less water, no harmful toxins that are going to be in there, better for the baby's skin and better for the environment. And then we're doing things like taking the scrap fabric and trying to turn it into new pieces. So for example, mm-hmm. we have a new collection launching this Friday called the Doubles Collection. It's all reversible, 100% organic cotton. And um, all of the hats in the collection were made from scrap fabric from the cutting of the pieces. And oh, then I love that. obviously the organic component, component, which is super important, is all of our pieces are 100% GOT certified cotton. So they have the highest certification and mm-hmm. it's organic cotton. It's 100%. So it breaks down easier which is awesome. Um, And then all of our packaging, of course, is completely recyclable and made from recyclable materials. And we don't even put any of our items in plastic through Mm -hmm. um, from the factory to our warehouse. It's not like they're hand. You know how a lot of times you get packages that are like sealed. We get Mm -hmm. everything from the warehouse just in one big bag. We add the hang tags manually and then we store them just in our bins and we wrap them all in our sustainable packaging, which helps. And again, like we're a super new brand and I have no expertise in the fashion industry. I've learned everything (laughs) as I've gone. I'm making everything here in the U.S. all with small family owned businesses. Our factory manager is 85 years old. We know every hand that touches the garments. (laughs) It's like we're truly trying to keep it small, small, small. And I think even what we're doing now, we have ways to continuously improve. So, you know, moving forward, thinking about only dead stock fabric. So fabric that already exists, that's maybe in one role. It's like, there's so much to learn and do, but at this time Mm -hmm. we're really happy with how we've started in terms of how we, you know, 
pay everybody affordably and ethically and the sustainable Mm -hmm. measures that are going on in our factories and with our clothes. But again, we're not perfect. And I don't think anybody in the clothing industry is. No, but we're doing our best right now, which is what I'm super happy about. Yeah, (laughs) no, you can you can definitely see that in everything you guys do. Um, So going back to kind of the beginning, um, you we asked all of our guests in three words to describe what you were born into. And your answers were community, love and encouragement. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So when I saw that question, I was like, what am I going to say? Oh, my God. <laughs> it and stumps a lot of people. Because it's kind of ambiguous. You're like, well, mm-hmm. I was like, I was born in Cedar Sinai. Like, I was like, what if <laughs> I was at a water birth? No, but I love that question because I actually think it's really deep. And it made me think about, honestly, why the core of all the babies, the name behind all the babies. And it's mm. all about what I was born into. And I have this image And all I remember is just us always being on the porch with all of my parents' friends. We were raised around single moms, working moms, like rich moms, poor moms, literally every single thing you could imagine. Just imagine it all on one porch with all the babies running around naked, Mm -hmm. eating the strawberries from the floor, the parents drinking the wine. And it was just this true (laughs) tribe, right? Like I was born into this community. I feel like I wasn't just raised by my parents. I was raised by this single mom over here who had this knowledge to give me. I was raised by the grandma. I was raised like everybody came together And that's what all the babies is. That's the community that we create. And I feel like being born into that made me so much better because I have so many different perspectives that I can add to my Mm -hmm. business, that I can add to my relationships. So that was huge for me. And then another thing that was huge for me was obviously the love component. Like I mentioned, I feel like obviously you guys are parents. You get it. Unconditional love (laughs) is so real. But my parents just... They, they never, they always did everything with all the love. That's kind of like, again, this idea of all the babies that was never the encouragement behind how they never said no to us having an idea. If I wanted to start a beauty bus business when I was seven, my mom was like, go for it. How can I support you? How can I love you? How can I give you those things to make you do that? And I just feel like the community mixed with the full on positivity and encouragement kind of led me to this moment in a real way. And my parents, you know, they're entrepreneurs as well. And so seeing that, seeing the ups and downs of they're in the entertainment industry and seeing, you know, mm-hmm. the excitement of booking a movie and then it not happening or whatever it looks like. I've seen that. So I knew yeah. the challenges I was going into. But again, the encouragement kind of overpoured it. And it was like, I can get through anything. I have all the love and encouragement. But yeah, I was really just kind of truly born into this tribe that just constantly built me up, loved on me, encouraged me. And set me up for success in my way. And I love that. I was just going to say that I think a lot of people don't have that. And I'm wondering how your parents cultivated that. Um, Do you attribute it to growing up like in a big city like Los Angeles? Or, you know, what was going on in your house that's not going on in everyone's house? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm super lucky. I'm still best friends with uh, 
my best friend who was there when I was born, which is awesome. But Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of this. Yeah, they you know, my parents would meet people at church or they would meet people. It was all kind of random. I don't I feel like it was just easier back then. I don't know. I can't even speak to that. But they just found Mm -hmm. their people and it stuck and they did everything together. My parents are best friends with them still. They all had babies at the same time. And then we were lucky enough to be together. And I just think it was easier. And then they moved and we were able to stay in touch. And mm-hmm. now things are changing, right? We're all dispersed. LA is big. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things are changing. Like even with COVID, I can't even, I applaud all of the parents who are having to keep your kids entertained and then trying to get them socialized and do whatever it takes. Like I can't even imagine right now. And I think you guys are all doing you're my heroes. You're doing such a we great job. We don't know job. how we're doing it either. Yeah. We're, we're just in 10 years, yeah, our kids will probably literally. tell us all the things we didn't do right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll have the list to go for. I mean, it really is like a day to day. It's a day to day. It's just, it's a survival mode. And I think the hardest thing is it's just a lot of, um, personalities mm. and needs and, you know, opinions that oh. every, like, you know, you're not just like, it's not just you and possibly a partner. It's like, and then there's all these other little people in the house that are like, Hey, I also have some feelings yeah. about this pandemic. And you're like, of course <laughs> yeah. you do. And so it's just, you know, going back to what Tara was saying, like, yeah, the, it's hard to answer. You know, yeah. Like the dynamics and what was going on in the house. It's like, um, I, I think it's amazing. It sounds like an amazing environment that you grew up in. I actually really need to hear more about the beauty bus too. I like every time you've mentioned this beauty bus, I'm like, what is this idea? It actually exists today, which is the craziest thing. Um, oh. I No, I wanted to start. And when I was a little girl, my favorite thing for my birthday, which sounds so spoiled and horrible, is that I would always want a limo and I would always want the limo to take me through <laughs> in and out. And I would like get dressed up in braids and a little suit. And I would I be love like, that. all I want for my birthday is a limo party through in and out right every year. And we're going to reframe that spoiled idea and just reframe it as like you knew what you wanted. And that's fine. OK, I like that. I knew what I wanted. <laughs> also, my love language is gifts. So there we go. But there I can relate to that too (laughs) but I yes exactly I did know what I want and I wanted a limo every year and um I I always loved like this idea of getting ready and being in a car and like having a birthday party in a car and doing all the girly things like Mm -hmm. my mom would take me on little nail dates like I just always again attributed it to these experiences these cozy things and growing up like some of the best things that I learned from my mom and my dad is that they would always rather invest in experiences than just like mm-hmm. material things. And so I grew up seeing that, you know, like even just having porch time with that was an experience. You mm-hmm. spend the money on the bottle of the wine, but then you have this memory forever on the porch. Right. Yeah. Like, and so I always attributed it to community and cozy and love and fun and girly. And so I wanted to start a beauty bus where for birthday parties, girls could get their nails and hair done and it would drive them all around to their little spots. And I actually Googled it and things like that exist. And I think one of them it might be called the beauty bus. You have to fact check me on that. You have to check. Oh, but- my gosh. That's <laughs> I love really it. funny. My oldest would be all over that. That idea. Right? I felt- <laughs> I think it was fun. It's like pre dry yeah. bar days. It's kind of like <laughs> right. Yes. My seven year old dry bar idea. <laughs> Did I hear you like half mention that you were born in a water 
at a water birth? No, I you was going to say something about a water birth. <laughs> that's what I thought when you're like, what were you born into? I was like, was it water? Was it like oh, okay, okay. <laughs> for the, the question? <laughs> no, but, but honestly, I wish going back to your question around like community and how I grew up, it's like, I, I do really want to give that to my children and in the ways that I can. And for me, even the people I've met through all the babies, the moms that I've met, like I, I always have this thing where I want my kids to have tons of tantas. We call them tantas because my mm-hmm. best friend is Norwegian. That's like auntie in Norwegian. Mm-hmm. And I just want all of these secure, strong, incredible women to be in my kids' lives. And yeah. that if that's my best girlfriend who's going to become her godmother or whatever that is, I just want them to be able to go to all the tantas for all the different things and to have all their mm-hmm. people. Same with the uncles. Like, the, I have so many fake uncles, I can't even count, right? Like, I'm right. so lucky, and they all give me something else. And, um, and I just want to try to create that in whatever ways I can knowing and acknowledging that it is a different time and it's not always going to be easy. And we do have to lock our doors now, you know, like everything is different and we can't just run around naked and be happy hippie babies. Like it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a different time and just kind of having the foundation that I was given and then just the intention of everything that I do, doing it to protect my children, but give them only the best community around Mm -hmm. them and then they can build whatever they want from that community and learn however they want so it's kind of cool sounds beautiful to me (laughs) (laughs) let's all just buy a commune somewhere and and have all the absolutely (laughs) we're there everyone together it's really it is um i think that's one of the things in the last year and a half that has bubbled up for a lot of people now that we've gone inward in our houses and in our bodies and our minds it's this idea to simplify living in a bigger way um feels feels right so to something we like to do with all of our guests is play a little game it's just nothing crazy, but we have a spinner, Don't like a wheel. Scared. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I love games. It's, it's a wheel that we spin and it ran, lands on a random question, um, about reproductive health. And we like to ask the question, are you, are you in, are you into play? I'm so in. <laughs> I'm so okay. In. Awesome. So I'm going to spin the wheel. Spin it. And so your question is, Tara, you want to ask the question? Do you know your own birth story? Yes, I do. Can you share it with us? Do you want to share it? Um, I was an accident. (laughs) (gasps) That's a conception story. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Start over. How I was actually like born. Like, yeah. Like has, has your mom told you about your birth? Yes. Okay. So I was born two weeks early. And I was born at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles, here in Los Angeles. And my mom chose to do epidural because she had <laughs> done a natural birth with my brother uh, four and a half years prior. And she realized, you know what? I have to wake up in the morning and raise two kids. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. slide right through this. And it yeah. was a few hours. And I came out with so much hair on my head. You wouldn't even believe. And my dad was, he had a burger from Hard Rock Cafe across the street. 
<laughs> because all the pushing was overwhelming him. That might have been for my brother's birth, but same thing. He always has a burger. Um, right. And as far as I know, it was, wow, I actually don't know all the details, which is great. Oh, but I do know. So I was, a, I'm a December baby. Mm-hmm. I was uh, born on December 12th in the morning. And um, I actually got really sick after my birth. I got a respiratory mm. infection shortly after oh. because of the weather. Yeah. And I know that it was a really, really scary thing for my parents. And they had to come back to the hospital. And I believe they had to put like respirators on me. And that mm. was really terrifying. But I think that yeah. my countenance was I like wasn't really a crier compared to my brother. I was super calm <laughs> into the world in my entrance. And um, they called me. I was unnamed for two weeks. So I didn't oh, have wow. a name when I was born. They just called me baby. And my brother is actually the one who named me. And he came up to my parents and he was like, let's call her Jenny because she's white and fluffy. And apparently they had like Googled it and it meant that or something like somehow there was a definition that said white and fluffy attributed to Jenny. And then he went and she's my girl, Jenny from Forrest Gump, because that was like his favorite movie. And then my dad was like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, Jenny, yeah, yeah. Like, he was like, totally, this four-and-a-half-year-old knows. And then my dad added Drew because I reminded them of Drew Barrymore from E.T. And from there, I was Jenny Drew. And then they also called me the Michelin baby because I was just all chub from there on out from Boobnock. I love it. That wasn't, like, quite the full-on birth story that you might have wanted, but there's little tidbits in there that... Mm -hmm. You I can, love it. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. No, that's perfect. It's really, it's not so, a question that we're asked normally, it's right? A good but, one. I'm going to go back and ask. And maybe if I like really find it out, I'll, I'll resend you some audio, it. honestly, because I'm now no, I'm, like so perfect. curious. I really awesome. have to say that if we ever talk again, I want to also meet your mom. I yeah. hope someday we go to Absolutely. LA a lot. So hopefully we, we can Let's uh, meet. come to my show tea. room. Please. Would, love would love that. that. You guys yes, are always be... invited, and you two are so great. I can just tell from here. And I even listened to your first episode, and I love. Oh, oh you did. Yeah. We just launched. We I haven't know, even I actually like officially launched until tomorrow. Tomorrow. I think. Yeah. I think the dialogue you're creating is really, really great, and just like Thank you. hearing the honesty around reproductive health and learning all these things, especially yeah. for me. Like I'm going to be tuning in to all of the things because I'm just learning so much. Like I'm learning about birth control. I'm learning about things that like. Yeah nobody's really telling you and I just think like it's so important Mm -hmm. to just understand and and learn and know if you're fertile and doing all the things and like we're so stricken to the this idea of a biological clock me included and like stopping our Mm -hmm. life and doing all these things because we're on an expiration date and I just think if there's more stuff out there like this to really know that there's so many resources free resources all of these things like Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a game changer Oh, yeah. Um, we hope so. And thank you for that. It's really we love talking about it. We know it's important, but we're definitely like we've been the person that people text like, yeah. I don't know how to put this cup inside my vagina. And what know. does this mucus mean? Can I send you a picture? And so we were like, if we're the friends that people reach out to, we have to talk about this stuff. I so love it. Yes. We're Please here keep for talking about it. 
It's so <laughs> we're good. here for it. Yeah. My favorite thing is when we launch, we would go to we would go to markets, like small little pop up markets, yeah. and everybody would just walk by and they'd be like, "Oh, the babies!" And they would like say it funny. And like yeah. favorite thing is hearing I'd be, "Oh, the babies! Oh, the babies! All the things!" All the... <laughs> and it's kind of created just like this fun, fun, fun dialogue, which I love. Again, it's an experience. It's smart. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. That's how you know you're onto something. Exactly. And I can't wait to see what's next. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. Thank you. You can find all the babies on Instagram at all the babies co on Facebook at all the babies co and on their website, www.allthebabies.co. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're interested in learning more about these topics, be sure to head to our shop and grab our book born into this, a creative guide, to reproductive health. You can find all of this and more information about born into this at born into this.co.